Hello, this is episode 245 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha O'Reilly. This podcast is on how we form egos, why this matters in humanity. It's explaining the difference between internal and external noise. And it's essentially an expansion on the Maslow podcast I did, the development one. And it's a follow-on from the, the, the previous podcast, their economy double bill that sort of go together. I recorded this last night with the other one, but I wasn't quite happy, so I'm re-recording it. This has been a project that I've been working on in my brain since last August, hence the seven notebooks on my desk this week while I found a way through it. I love the idea of us traversing the world as worms, expanding and contracting. This was an analogy I heard on one of the energy readers that I I shared in one of the other podcasts. This concept of how we contract and then stretch ourselves and expand and move forward and grow. We're all a bit too bloody serious to take ourselves as worms. But it is one of the the best analogies I've, I've thought of in how we function when we're growing and when we're prepared to do that when we're prepared to have those moments of compression. And if you think about it, you know, worms are hugely connected to the earth, massively healthy natural diet, total simplicity in existence, they're hermaphrodites, they're completely balanced, and they're pretty inspiring creatures. Well, too big to see ourselves in that way. I've begun to see, as time has gone on, that my work essentially goes into two categories now. And it's funny how the shifts have taken place. I suppose I've applied the methods and the knowledge to lots of different situations, lots of different people, businesses, education, sport, and so on. But as time has gone on, it's really nice because I essentially draw two types of people to me now. I draw people who are really out of the box, who have a massive passion project, who are very pioneering, very different. I help them to see themselves and I help them to have the secureness in themselves to go out in the world with their projects and which end up hugely benefiting humanity. Like they end up holding and leading a lot of other people in whatever their field is. And I guess one of the odd things about me is that I, I started out as a climate change researcher and I realized that I couldn't make enough of an impact in research, I thought I thought I could do more by helping to create secure people. And there's so many areas that I care about, like I care about feminism, I care about education, I care about children, I obviously care about climate change and the environment. I care about equality in a way that I don't even know to begin to explain it, like it's the ultimate form of balance for me. And so in many ways now, I get to work with people who care and impact all of those areas and carry them all forward throughout the world and it's it's I feel extraordinarily blessed to do that and I've always struggled in this concept of leaving a legacy of work behind and I'm completely opposite to you I think we've spoken about this in the past like I'm really happy to put myself and my vulnerability out into the world and my personal experience But many of the methods I'm not because I feel that they will be just taken for the wrong reasons. 
And in a way, this podcast, again, is going to, going to talk about this and show this. Because I'm prepared to put this work out, but I'm not prepared to put other work out. I'm not prepared to put out the work that will categorize people, like, as I've just spoken about in the last podcast. But I am prepared to put out the work that will help to create secureness. And I think it's so grounded that it's very hard to twist. And it's funny, because I've been doing a lot of research recently into uh, Druidism, and I think a part of me is deeply connected to that because I didn't realize that they never recorded their doctrine or never kept any records of it, that our only knowledge of it is through other people's interpretation, which I don't always feel is very accurate, or through the actual energetic knowledge that's carried forward. And as a physicist, energy still really matters to me. I think it's the place that I work from. Whereas Jung was happy to put his methods in the world, his dream diary and his personal vulnerable journey that he made, he locked into a vault for 50 years after his death. And I've always said that I feel the complete opposite about this. I'm very happy for you to know my journey and my vulnerability and to leave the energy behind, but I'm not happy to leave the methods that can be manipulated for other people's gain. And so I feel really privileged to get to work with so many people that continue that energy into their own fields. And then the other set of my work is very, what I describe the onion people. They're incredibly complex. They have the potential to have an amazing skill set, but often people don't see them and they often go through a huge amount of trauma in all sorts of different ways. What's now interesting is that those two sets of people are starting to combine. I often find that I will end up working with the Pioneering Passion Project parent and they will end up having a child who has the potential to be one of these onion people, the, the complexity and to be misunderstood and to be marginalized in society. And so I now end up doing both parts of that work. And there's a huge emphasis on the generational patterns. I don't want to read another book on how your childhood has messed you up. The book I want to read is how you've integrated it and how it's made you. But I worry when I read words such as power and strength associated with that. The words I want to read are secure, vulnerable and sensitive. And that's what I'm going to go on and try and explain in this podcast. And in fact, I have this sort of secret theory that both sets of those people that I've described have been marked out in a way in life by their experiences for the purpose of helping humanity. And that's not always a very popular view, but their experiences, when they manage to integrate them and ground them through themselves and become secure, give them a unique viewpoint in the world and a unique place to work from, which not only do they benefit in a very odd stretch, compression, expansion kind of way within their own souls, but humanity benefits from that too. And that's this is a, the concepts of, of, I suppose, energy and of, of the continuation that can be very hard for an individual to accept while 
they wonder, why me? Why have I gone through this experience that other people haven't had to go through? And it's not to try and blindly be ridiculously positive about that. We need to be very realistic about it. In an ideal world, none of it should happen. But until we create a humanity that's properly integrated it, we're going to keep revisiting it. And that's what I want to change. And so essentially, with that Maslow pyramid and my development circles, what you're trying to do is to develop that top piece of awareness for humanity, but you're also trying to integrate in often the base secureness that many people have not had as a child. They've not had been fortunate enough, and for whatever generational reasons, they have suffered. But many of the tools that are out there to help us navigate the world require us to switch off our sensitivity. It doesn't matter, again, this won't be popular, it doesn't matter if you use Netflix or you use meditation to switch off and to desensitize yourself. The same product happens in that you develop an ego. I think this is why I have really shied away from the concept of being a teacher. I've kept a lot of my spiritualism very private and not wished to join that sphere. And I've wanted to work from a very different place. I need to show you that sensitivity is good. I need to show you that many people become top-heavy. They, they develop that top of the pyramid, but they don't necessarily grind it within themselves. And that, in many ways, means that they aren't any more secure to cope with the realities of life and the traumas that are present. One of the things that the pandemic has shown us is how incredibly selfish we are, how incredibly self-absorbed we are. I often really struggle when I join certain personality groups because they have the ability to be those pioneering people I've spoken about, but they have this obsession in being too sensitive and, oh, I can't cope and I can't see that and I can't switch on and I can't do that and I can't take this through and I, I need to, to opt out of it all and just stay in my sphere, which is just as selfish as the people who are committing some of the atrocities in the world because they have, if they truly do have those personalities, they have the potential to take in all of that knowledge from all sorts of areas and to combine it and condense it and consolidate it into very simplistic solutions back for humanity. And I feel that if you are those people, that you have a responsibility to create that secureness in yourself to be able to do that, to be able to be in the world fully. And essentially, my students, the onion people, fall into two categories. And before I go to that, let's, let's, let's go back. When we were in cave times, 
if you had got yourself into this sort of really numb mute zone of oh I'm not I'm not taking it all in you know I'm just I'm just going to stay in my space and you walked out through the cave and you know the mammoth's standing there to eat you for breakfast and you you haven't been aware enough you haven't had your senses turned on enough to realize that that's going to happen the mammoth's exceptionally happy but the people who survived in those times were the people who walked out very aware of everything that was happening, all the little subtle changes, you know, and what the weather was going to do today and were the animals likely to be closer to the cave or not in that moment or that time of the day and so on. And they might sort of walk out and go, well, it's a bit, it's a bit dangerous out here at the moment. And, and, you know, there's a survival in that, okay? So there was a time where us being hugely plugged in to our settings was a hugely beneficial experience for us. There was a survival in it. But essentially now my students form into two categories. They're either seen as far too sensitive and because those base secureness hasn't been created and they haven't even got to the point of awareness at the top of that pyramid, so they have all this massive sensitivity, it's all turned on for them. And in order to cope, they go completely into themselves in this very egotistical space that's incredibly difficult for people to live with because the world is too overwhelming outside and they, they disconnect themselves. We find all sorts of ways to help them to do that. We focus on muting their sensitivity rather than developing their core and their secureness and realizing that that sensitivity is a really good excellent attribute to have very similar to those those great groups i've described as joining on facebook it's, ex it's exactly the same outlook for another set of people they actually don't have any external sensitivity taking place all the sensitivity all the the noise is completely internalized within them. And they can seem incredibly apathetic almost to the rest of the world. And in many ways, that's very similar to people who have disengaged this year from the pandemic with Netflix, drink, drugs, and um, whatever those vices are. They have again joined this completely egotistical centered space where they're just in their own sense of the world revolving around them and it's equally unhelpful so what i really need everyone to do is to use all the tools that are out there all of the the spiritualism umbrella that's available but to use it in a way to have the philosophy that you wish to be sensitive you wish to be vulnerable but you wish to be secure in your ability to do that. Not to have power with it or control over other people, because those are equally egotistical concepts. You need to be able to be in the world in all of its technicolor, just like we were when we walked out of the cave and met the mammoth. You need to be able to turn yourself back on, but you need to be able to do it in a way that you feel grounded within it and in doing that you will then be able to move to the next part of it 
and to become more externally aware of the other people in the world and the rest of humanity and your part that you play in it. The whole concept of energy and how you carry that forward, whether that's within your own family, whether that's within just your circumstances that happened to you, or whether it's five generations before, or whether that's for the whole collective of your particular community and what it's been through, and so on. Only then will we be able to look at those big pictures. But it has to start with the individual, and it has to start with us having a mindset shift around sensitivity.